it's like the overall fear is lower. And I think I had lived with a certain level of fear, like all my life, that it was really just, that's my personality. And now that that's kind of like the volume has been turned down, it's just changed like my whole approach to different things. If I don't get this or that, or something kind of goes wrong in the day, I just am less reactive to it. And I'm really appreciating that. <laughs> What a change had been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just sometimes it's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is a Sleep Coach School. Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another really special Talking Stone episode. We have Ryan with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Looking forward to talking with you. And just so, you know, for a little context for the audience, I sent this newsletter that was titled like Post Insomnia Blues, and you replied to that, told me a little bit about your story, and you said that you found, you know, interviews like this so helpful that you would like to share your story, although you felt like the struggle was not necessarily like 100% in the in rearview mirror. So that's kind of what you told me. And I was like, yeah, of course, let's talk, Ryan. So that's the context for everyone tuning in here. But with that said, tell us in your words, how did uh, you know your struggle with insomnia begin? Well, first, I just want to say that initially, I thought that I wouldn't contact you because I my path to recovery has been very complicated, let's say, and very long. And so I, because I watched a lot of these videos a year ago right and they were really helpful to me so that was my motivation like okay i want to give back to the community that gave me so much so that's why i wanted to do this but then on the other hand i was doubting myself like i didn't have the trajectory that a lot of your guests have had where they had the decrease in fear and then suddenly they were sleeping great like i've had a lot of ups and downs and i don't know so i'll, I'll tell you more about that but i just felt like it wasn't as clean of a story as other people have experienced so you know, I take it like your viewers will just have to decide for themselves if there's uh, something useful. But that was kind of my motivation. Like on the one hand, I thought I want to give back. But on the other hand, I thought, well, I'm not sure if it's as, as clean as uh, usual. So I'll no, I, I just just to, I, it's hard to interrupt, but I just have to interject really, really quickly there and say that I'm kind of extra grateful for you being a guest here because I think so many people will resonate with that. Actually, so many people tell me that when I look, watch this interviews, it seems so easy. Like it was kind of so clean, as you said, but there, but paradoxically, like for the people who are guests often tell me similar to you on beforehand, that my story is com com quite complex and a lot of up and down. So I wouldn't surprise me, Ryan, if some people watch this and say like, oh, Ryan's story seems quite easy, but because it's in the, when they see you now, it may be hard to imagine how difficult it was, but anyway, now I'm leading on the sidetrack. So yeah, back to you, back to you, Ryan. Okay. So I want to, first, I'm going to go back a little bit. So when I was like about 10 years ago, I had an episode of pretty bad insomnia. I would fall asleep fine. And then I would wake up like at two o'clock in the morning. And so I would, I'd go to bed or like around 10 and wake up at two. And I was really stressed because I always prioritized my sleep. So I had my whole life, basically, I had set myself up for an insomnia battle because even when I was younger, like when I was in my 20s, I would never like party all night because I would feel terrible the next day. 
Some of my friends referred to me as like being an old man, like, oh, this old man has to go to bed soon. So yeah, I mean, I really like, in my mind, like sleep was paramount to having good health and feeling well and productive and alive. And a bad night of sleep was just the worst thing ever, right? So that's the setup. <laughs> so 10 years ago, I was going through a separation, whatever, and I wasn't sleeping well and I couldn't take down. And then I the doctor put me on mirtazapine or Remeron and that like really knocked me out and it worked really well. So I took it for about three months and then I just kind of weaned myself off and then I was back to good sleeping. But I have to say I was never that focused on like how many hours did I get? But I just knew that I, I'd fall asleep promptly and I wake up and I felt refreshed most days and got out of bed and was fine. So then like two years ago, I was going through some stress. So I have a mood disorder. And so I had that and then the insomnia kind of compounded it. And then I had some stress at work, like my staff were constantly calling me and I don't know what, what exactly led to it, but basically I ended up having like really bad insomnia. And so I did, I found your channel late. <laughs> so I did everything I shouldn't do. I quit my job. I stopped doing everything. I felt so miserable because I would sleep like two to three hours a night. And I just felt horrible constantly like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Right. And I, I mean, my depression got really bad. I, it was just really, truly the lowest I've ever felt in my entire life. Like I, I was like, I have no quality of life. I don't want to be here anymore. It got very dark. Then initially I had reached or I you know how YouTube sends you things and so I'd seen something by Martin your friend and I think I had written to him and that time at that time I was kind of misdiagnosed with a different mood disorder and he said like that's kind of a special case you need to see a doctor about that but over time and like being so I was misdiagnosed and I was treated for the wrong things taking the wrong medications and nothing was working I think every drug for insomnia. I mean, and I was, cause I'm a kind of person that is like, oh, I have a problem. I need to fix this. Like, how do I fix this? And there's no like, just kind of take a break. But I, that sort of anxiety underneath everything has, well, I've, I have a therapist and I've been talking to him about it. And we kind of think it's related to this like dog attack trauma that I had when I was very young and kind of set me up for like the world is dangerous. But that anxiety, I've always kind of used it to push myself and do well, right? Like I did well in school. I was always very conscientious about my obligations and things like that. And so I didn't really see the negative of it. It just felt like part of my personality. It wasn't until my, I met my therapist because I, when I went to my therapist and I said, you have depression, he goes, but I'm reading anxiety on you. <laughs> And I was like, what? I don't have anxiety. I have depression and I have insomnia and I need to fix it. And he's like, so you had a bad night of sleep and like, you can just have a bad night of sleep. And I'm like, this guy does not understand, right? Like I had a bad night of sleep and I feel terrible and you know, my life's miserable because of it. So I've been working with him for like two years now and I have a better understanding. And then your channel really helped me and all your guests really helped me. But, okay, sorry, I'm kind of getting a little jumbled, but there are all these things are related. So I'm having this really bad period of insomnia, sleeping like two hours or trying every medication. I mean, I tried Ambien. And so 
the first night of Ambien, I slept like six hours and I was like, yes, you know, this is going to work for me. The second night I slept like two hours. Well, it wasn't, so I didn't take it right away because I was a little bit worried about, you know, the addiction to the medication or whatever. So then I tried that again, like a week later or something. And I only slept like two hours and then I took it again and I slept like one hour and I go, okay, the Ambien doesn't work. And then I took a Lunesta, Zopaclone, I think is the name for that. And it was kind of like the same pattern. I tried like marijuana gummies for a week and the first day it would kind of seem to work and then it would wane. I tried Seroquel and, you know, people are like, oh, I can't take Seroquel. I feel like it knocks me out for 12 hours. And I'm like, I slept three. <laughs> I really tried everything, like anything. I went back to the mirtazapine. That was my first thing, right? Because the mirtazapine worked for me seemingly 10 years ago. So I was like, yeah why isn't this working? Right. And it just fueled the anxiety, right? Cause like nothing was working, nothing was working. And then, so yeah, I went through that for like about a year and then I found your channel. And, and sorry, sorry to interrupt there, Ryan, but the, you know, at, at some point you decided to quit your job and you know, what, what was, what were your days like then? Were you kind of, yeah. What were your days like at that point? I mean, I shut down my life. Like I basically didn't make plans to do anything. Cause I was like, I, I'm going to feel probably so terrible tomorrow. I can't do anything. Like I wouldn't even make plan for a week away. Right. Or everything was like, I'm not sleeping well. We'll have to see how it goes. I mean, that's why I'm saying I did everything wrong. <laughs> like I shut down my whole life. I didn't want to function. I just was on the couch a lot. I was just constantly stressing. I did exercise because I was like, well, at least, you know, anybody who's had insomnia, if you tell somebody they're like, have you tried exercise? <laughs> like, yes. And when I would exercise, sometimes I would like super, you know, exercise like a lot. And then it's like, I would sleep even worse. Right. Yeah. You know, all the suggestions that people tell you when you're having sleep problems is like, no, that's not going to help. And then when it doesn't help, right. Then it's like, I'm really broken. Like I'm so broken that all these things that are meant to help can't even help me. Like that's how broken I am. Yeah. So yeah, so my life was just like, I just stopped it. I, I was just miserable. It was horrible. So I don't, I really didn't have much of a life. And I just felt awful like the next day because I wouldn't sleep. And then some days I would sleep like 40 minutes, right? Oh, and then I got the, oh, wear one of those sleep trackers. That really helped. Because <laughs> I'm looking every night, how many hours did I get? Four, five, right? And I think I had also, un, because before I ever had insomnia, I had, like, I always thought I slept pretty well. And I always thought I got like seven to eight hours. And so then when I started tracking, it was like, oh, I got five hours. Oh, I got four hours, right? And that may have been the case before, but I never really monitored, right? So then with the sleep tracker, and I knew that it wasn't maybe 100% accurate, but I like just constantly monitoring yeah. and so that and yeah. did you run into like cbti did you try that or did that ever pop up oh yeah and that does i i'm not a fan of cbt in general my therapist and i have talked about this like cbt is this kind of because it's sort of like pre-packaged and can be done in like four or five weeks it's used in a lot of research so then it becomes evidence-based but the problem is that it's like this is like your prepackaged treatment and then you see some benefit and it's like, okay, it's evidence-based, right?
but it it never I even was in like this kind of like group therapy program and you know they focused a lot on dbt and cbt and uh, yeah so i did get the what is it called like the there's an app from the veterans association and so oh, yeah I, I think it's just called cbti coach yeah i used that and then i used some other handout that I, I don't know if it was from martin or not but you know so i did all the tracking oh i gotta go to bed later and i would be like i'm so tired but i gotta stay up till 11. <laughs> And then, and then, you know, it's like all this pressure, like you got to go to bed late and then you got to wake up early no matter what. And so then I was trying to do that and I was so miserable. And I, but then I would spend like, before that I was spending like 10 to 12 hours in bed, <laughs> trying, trying to get some sleep. Like I said, I just did everything possible that you would recommend don't do. <laughs> I did all those things. Yeah. So I, CBTI did not help me. And when I talked to my therapist about it, it was like, yeah, you, his kind of advice for me was to lay off because my tendency is like, something's wrong. I need to fix it. And if I'm not responding, it's like, I double down on it. Like, oh, look at you did the thing that you're supposed to do and you're still not. <laughs> so then even more pressure, right? So like layers of pressure. Okay. So then I find your channel and I read your book twice. And then I decided like, I'm just going to get off all these meds. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be on any, any of these meds. It's not going to work. I mean, they don't work anyway. Right. So then I tried like, okay, I'm just going to read my set it and forget it. And then I'm going to go to sleep and see how it goes. And then I was sleepy like two to three hours a night, not feeling very great. But I was kind of like, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> I'm going to fix this the sleep coach way. Right. So again, that same pattern, right? Anything I could use to fix it. Like that was my mentality. And so I did that for a while. And then I, I mean, I started sleeping like maybe three to four hours a night. So I wasn't really satisfied with that. And, um, you know, then I read your book again and I was watching, I mean, I watched hundreds of your I like the videos on your channel. I was like my homework every day. So then, but then I just kind of like burned myself out on it. Right. And I was like, forget it. I, I just need to put this away. And then the pressure was don't think about it during the day because that's going to make me have a bad night's sleep. So then I had this sort of, I went through that for a little while. And then I don't know what happened. Like at the beginning of this year, I, I was like, screw it. I'm going back on uh, Dave Vigo. So I've tried, oh, I should also say I've tried Bill Samra and Dave Vigo. I felt like Dave Vigo kind of helped me a little more. Um, so then I was like, I'm going back on this medication. Like, I don't care. I just need some sleep. <laughs> so I did that. And then I, I took that for a few months. But while all of this is going on, I also had the depression, anxiety issue. And I'm now, I've now found like the right medication combo for me that works. And that that's, this is where I say it's kind of complicated because I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the people on your channel don't want to be on anything. And they're like, th just in general, I would say, and especially American culture, there's a lot of like, if you're, if it's natural, it's better. Right. And I sort of don't think that way as much anymore. I'm like, natural is bad vision, but I, you know, I got LASIK, right. Or I had, I wore glasses, right. Like, if that's going to improve my quality of life and it's not 
giving me a lot of bad side effects, better living through chemistry. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, whatever works, let's do that. But anyway, so I feel like I now have the right medication combo to manage the sort of anxiety and depression. And actually, as that started lifting, I think what happened is I felt, so I got sick and I was feeling really tired. And I was like, I'm just going to see how I sleep because I feel really tired. So I'm not going to take the day Vigo. Just going to get off that and just see how it goes. And I slept kind of okay. And then I just stopped taking it. I mean, I'm still taking my, my mood management drug, but now I'm, I haven't taken like a sleep aid in a long time. Now it's been probably since March and I've been doing really well. I've actually been doing better than ever in my life. This is a side note for like people that struggle with mental illness that like I, I have from the time that I was a teenager and I'm now 46. So like 30 years. Right. And I, I would try a little bit and then I'd have a little side effect and then I get off of it and it just kind of progressively got worse over time. And then that's, you know, how I got kind of misdiagnosed. And I mean, now the Zoloft is working great for me and I don't have any side effects. So, and my anxiety has lifted and I'm actually probably living better than ever. And so now my sleep, my sleep is not like what I would consider great, but it's not terrible. But the biggest change is that I'm not afraid. And I heard those messages in the beginning, like you just got to have an FU attitude to how much you sleep. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you get to that point? Because again, I had built up my whole life, right? Like sleep is important. Like sleep is part of a healthy lifestyle. I can't function the next day if I don't get sleep. I can't have that attitude. And then I would hear people like on your channel and they're relaxed about it. And I was just like, I don't know how to get to that point, you know? And I'm writing in the comments, like, how do I get there? How do I get there? Right? Like I need the path together. Again, the fix it mentality. And so I think that's where like working with my therapist was really helpful because he would just kind of keep pointing it out to me like, okay, you're doing that pressure thing on yourself again, you know? And I think another thing that helped is in therapy, you can, the way that he would react to me wasn't the way that I would react to myself and seeing his compassion and kindness and like allowing whatever to be help me kind of like see myself that way. So I could, you, you talk a lot about like kindness, like self-kindness, self-compassion, but then again, my mind's like, where's that self-compassion? You're not doing it right. Right. Like <laughs> you could just take anything and distort it. Right. And so again, this is where it's kind of complicated because I feel like you know, probably the medication gave me some boost, you know, the therapy gave me some boost, the videos, all of that together kind of helped me come now to this place where I feel like, yeah, you know, if I sleep poorly, I can, like, I can still kind of function. I may not feel great. And I, so I just accept, like, I'll probably feel crappy, but I can still do some stuff, you know, like, it's not the end of the world. And, um, so I just, yeah, I just have a different relationship to it now. So I feel like that's the biggest change for me. And I typically fall asleep pretty quickly now. Like that was something that had really changed with this insomnia was be, the episode that I had 10 years ago. My problem was I would fall asleep and then wake up really early. 
but this time it was like both ends <laughs> wake up really early and take three hours to fall asleep and like i said when i first found your channel i was like oh i gotta do it so i'm gonna watch netflix at night <laughs> again i just kind of trying to i it's like my mind was always like a, this fix it mode and that added to the pressure and so yeah so i kind of just had to step away from it all and then like i said then there was sort of that hidden pressure of like oh you're thinking about sleep that's not good <laughs> right like you shouldn't be doing it but the, now i kind of my attitude is like i'll have moments like that where i'm like oh, no, i'm never gonna sleep again but i'll have it for like a few minutes and i just kind of tell myself okay my brain wants to go down this take this walk down this path. And so I'm just gonna let it do that. Like you wanna walk there. I know this is an ingrained path. So, you know, let it go for a little bit, but I just, I have a little more of a casual relationship to that. I, I kind of see my mind doing that. And there's a little bit of distance so that I'm not all caught up in it. And so that's been really like the biggest change and why I feel like I've been so helped. So even though I, don't feel like I sleep great every night. I'm definitely, so overall in terms of the sleep, I would say I'm sleeping generally around six-ish hours plus a night. And I've learned that I can function fine on that. Um, so it's much better than sleeping two hours or less. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just so much more relaxed about it. Like, it, like when my therapist originally told me, so you have a bad night of sleep, and that's okay. You can have a bad night of sleep. And I just was like, no, that doesn't compute. Like I can't have a bad night of sleep. That's not allowed. And so, yeah. So I just, I, I don't know. I think just kind of hearing it over and over, seeing that reflected in my therapist, it changed my relationship to myself and my thoughts. And this has helped me in, even with my mood problem and just kind of when you got a bit of a crazy mind, you kind of go, okay, this is crazy time. Like, it's just gonna do its thing. And yeah, so I just have that acceptance and that, that fear is lower. And so I feel like I'm just doing so much better now. And I'm really like more stable and, you know, happier with things than I, I've been in a very long time. But it was very dark before this. So glad to hear it. So wonderful to hear. And so many things I would like to kind of like comment on or go back to. But maybe first question for you I have is this one, like since you emailed me, which was probably like maybe two, three months ago now, it sounds to me as if things have gotten like even easier than from the time you emailed me. Is that, is that true or not really? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually like, I think as I've been less kind of constrained by that anxiety or depression, like I'm having changes that I didn't expect in other areas of my life. Like it's just, it's like the overall fear is lower. And I think I had lived with a certain level of fear, like all my life that it was really just, that's my personality. And now that that's kind of like the volume has been turned down. It's just changed like my whole approach to different things. If I don't get this or that, or if something kind of goes wrong in the day, I just am less reactive to it. And I'm really appreciating that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, is this what normal people feel like? <laughs> this is great. No, I heard that a few times before, like you, you maybe lived your life in certain kind of stress level or anxiety level that you thought this is what it feels 
you know, this is kind of normal. And then you do this kind of inner work, this inner journey. And then, the, as you said, the anxiety levels actually come down from a l lower point than the, what was the previous normal. And, and that can be really amazing. And uh, so glad to hear that. And uh, one thing I just want to point comment on that I've, I've never really thought of this, never heard this exactly like you said it, but how when you talk to your therapist, your therapist responded in kind of like a kind, gentle, you know, supportive way, right? And almost became like the model for how you can talk to yourself, right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. I think it it's like it just reflected a way of how I could respond to my own wild thoughts, right? Or predicament. And I had always had this kind of pattern of like, no, that's, you know, that's not the right approach or I shouldn't be feeling this way. And I listened to a lot of stuff on self-compassion, but it, for some reason, it, I don't know if it took, like I said, I think it's a little bit of the medication, a little bit of the educate psychoeducation altogether. All it took a lot to get through this thick skull, but <laughs> finally it seeped in, but it took me about a year. And so, you know, like when I was reading your book and you, you kind of, you don't give a definite timeline, but you kind of give sort of a suggestion. I, I think of about two, maybe two months or so. I, I can't remember right now, but when I heard these other guests and they would improve rather rapidly and I was like, you know, I mean, it basically took me close to a year to have that kind of change, but you know, I, I'm not a spring chicken, so old dogs. <laughs> Can't learn the tricks, right? So it, it it took me a while to to kind of really feel that, and I think uh, Michelle had responded to one of my comments, and you know she said like it does take time, but that shift can happen, and I was just like, but when you know, <laughs> when is that going to happen? I need it now. I like, like you know, not, but you just like it. It took me kind of letting it go, but that process of letting go is really hard. You know, yeah. it's like the hardest thing to do to not, to not try. And that's why, like, even with my therapist, he goes, like, I go, what's my homework? And I was always <laughs> like, okay, so we've had the session. What, what do I do now? Right. And he's like, I don't want you to do anything. Like, I want you to just <laughs> lay off, right? Like back up. And it took a while for me to get that message, but I finally did. And Sounds I mean, like a really like wonderful therapist to basically have a very, very similar like ideas and thoughts that we share on our channel. And, you know, does your therapist ascribe to certain kind of philosophy or methodology like ACT or something like that? Or not really? They have their own kind of personal style. Yeah. No, Alex isn't like stuck to any particular program, you know, or therapeutic approach. I think he just, he's very insightful in a way that like made me feel like, how can I know myself so little? Like when he pointed out that I had anxiety, I was really like, no, I don't have anxiety. <laughs> this guy doesn't understand me, but now I can see it. And I can see it in my family. Like both of my sisters have anxiety and yeah. And like, especially health anxiety, you know, like I don't want to take these meds. Ah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so no. I, I don't know, but he could read that and he's very perceptive and kind um i mean we've talked like he's into philosophy a little bit of like the buddhist approach a little bit of yeah just kind of i mean for me i think it was mostly about you know like self-acceptance at a yeah. very deep level yeah 
Very nicely said. And I want to ask you, did you go back to work or find new job, new work or what do you do now? Well, so, you know, with my therapist, I said like, okay, like I'm thinking about taking this job. Uh, one of my old colleagues had contacted me and uh, so I work as a data analyst for a rape crisis center, but I just work part-time and that was kind of the right first step for me. So that's what I'm doing now. Oh, so glad to hear that. Yeah. And one other question I had for you was this one is actually randomly, like yesterday I was in this like group coaching call and it was like m several people described very similar to you that even before they had insomnia, they had like sleep was a great priority for them. It had, you know, become something like I'm a good sleeper and sleep is important for me. And I, a question for you is like, do you think that idea or mindset, if you will, came from sort, sort of like insight from some type of internal experience you had or more from the quote unquote propaganda, you know, from society, like you got to sleep and et cetera, et cetera. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, like, okay. So I think the narratives that, you know, we come to understand about ourselves in therapy, they are, may or may not be, you know, hundred percent or even 50% <laughs> true, but right. I think that's not really the thing that matters so much. It can feel like it matters, but I think what that helps you do is to understand yourself in a different kind of way where you, it's almost like you need a little proof that you deserve that compassion. Right. And so I think, like I said, with that dog attack that I had at a very young age, I learned like the world is dangerous and I need to have some kind of control. Right. And so the way I can control it is eating a good diet, you know, having good sleep, getting some exercise, like doing well in school, like all of these things. And society does reward you for that. Right. It's like, oh, good for this. Good for this. Good for that. And so it reinforces that behavior. It reinforces that anxiety that you use to fuel yourself forward. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's both of those things, mm -hmm. but it helped me to kind of it's almost like looking at yourself like as a kid. So he goes, like my therapist told me, so you have a kid that's traumatized and is crying. And is your response to that kid, you shouldn't cry about this. And I was like, God, that's awful, right? But that is what I was doing. Yeah. And you know, other things like that I experienced in my life hasn't been like super easy outside of that, but that was kind of like a very formative experience when I was very, very young, right? And I was defenseless. Yeah. So, um, and I couldn't understand, like I had a, I, I basically had a major phobia of dogs. And even now, if they make the, that kind of growl, that sounds very vicious. There's a part of me for a moment that's like, <clears throat> And then I have to go, okay, okay, I'm not in danger. I'm not. <laughs> so that's like left a, left a scar. But yeah, just develop this relationship with myself where it was like, got to control things. And then when myself would get out of control, you know, there's a problem, it's indicative of your brokenness, things like that. I, I would say, yeah, it, you know, it's kind of like workaholism, how you can be a workaholic, but that's so rewarded that, and people are always like, yeah, hard work, you know, like that's, to prove that you have worth in life. And so it does come from society too. But yeah, I had like, even with vegetables, you know, it's always been the thing like, <laughs> gotta have my five vegetables a day. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I mean, I still wanna get my vegetables in and I feel better when I do, but if I don't, I'm not gonna freak out about it. And that's what I mean. Like it's had this, this kind of retraining or whatever you wanna call it in my psyche has, 
allowed me to approach various things with a more relaxed attitude about about that. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very insightful answer. And I, I you know, another thing that struck me when you were talking about your therapist was how you know, Alex, I think, I think it was like saying like kind of repeatedly sort of pointing out, I'm sure in a very gentle and nice way, the kind of like the pressure and the efforts and like, but you're pushing yourself, you're pushing. And it just reminds me of like the work I do and we do here is, is very much about sort of like just pointing out to people like, you know, this, they, people ask like, should I do this? And then you're always kind of like, you, you could, but it's a matter of intent. Like, are you trying to kind of make yourself sleep or not? Like, are you, are, is this an effort? Like, is this an effort? Like, and, 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 and I think a lot of, when, when, when it becomes very clear to someone like, wait, like all these efforts or all the pressure I'm putting on myself, that is actually a big reason I struggle. Then it doesn't become like, oh, how do I stop myself from doing all this to myself? It becomes more like, aha, okay, now I see. And then that, like the pressure kind of naturally fades away. So just a little comment, but does that sound familiar? Yeah. I mean, I, I in one, in one sense, I think it's like important to point out and say, you know, like maybe the suggestion would be go ahead and do that thing. <laughs> you, you'll learn after repeated attempts. That's not going to help. Yeah. But you can see that you're you're trying to fix it. You're trying to control it. it. It's that intent, because then that thing about saying, you know, what you're trying to do is trying to make an, a, an attempt to control your sleep. So then you're like, oh, I need to not do that. So you're trying to find like a secret, your mind tries to find a way, like, how do I do that without trying to do that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, so maybe one suggestion is just like, go for it. <laughs> Try it until you feel like this doesn't work and you kind of burn yourself out on it. Right. Like if, if you want to go for it, go for it. But just now that's notice, so, again, so it's so insightful. And that's, I, I, I call it like feedback, like painful feedback. Like you, you try and then you get it. So yeah, exactly. Wow. Now, you know, you already, you know, you know, one question I also have for, for, for guests is talking about how what we can learn from these struggles can impact, can have a bigger impact on life. And you already shared a lot on, on that subject. But another question I want to ask guests is what if you could, you know, travel back in time and tell yourself something when you were, you know, in the, in the midst of this struggle, what would you tell yourself? Yeah, well, I would have taken myself to your channel earlier because <laughs> that was helpful. And there's so many messages about how important sleep is. But I think this is more for people that think that sleep is not important. So they're trying to put, you know, like, I only sleep four hours a night. Like, <laughs> it's almost kind of cool that they can do that, right? Like, the, <laughs> that they can look for not sleeping as much because it's sort of the total opposite of an insomniac. So I think those messages are, are for them because even when you anything you read about health is like, make sure you eat well, make sure you get enough sleep. And I'm like, they act like getting enough sleep is like eating a spinach, you know, like you can control that. And so I think that's a disservice. Even a friend of mine had given me a book, like, I forgot what it, I think it's called like, why we sleep. Yeah. Something. Why we sleep. Oh my gosh. And I didn't read it. I was oh. like, cause at that point I had already been introduced to your channel and I was like, I do not need this information in my life. Like, especially right now when I'm stressing about how, you know, bad it is and unhealthy. I mean, I was like, I'm going to get Alzheimer's because I'm not sleeping. You know, I'm going to like dementia surely probably tomorrow it's going to happen. Right. Because I'm, I'm not sleeping well. So, yeah, that really helped me like, go, OK, 
is this really that dangerous? And then I started thinking about like people who have baby, I've never had kids. So I haven't had that experience of like being up all night and still having to function. So yeah, like, like I said, I kind of built up to this for a long time in my life. Like, cause I thought, oh, it was this stressful experience, but yeah, my therapist reflected, I think you've been working your way here <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> and finally it was like the straw that, you know, broke the camel's back yeah. and then everything fell apart. Which, you know, which is, uh, you know, which is a very, very difficult time, but it did lead to like, you know, these insights and things that I, I'm sure will be with you for the rest of your life and be really helpful. So yeah, I'll just say thanks so much, Ryan, for being a guest. It was wonderful having you here and you know, please be in touch. Yeah, thanks for all the work you do. I really appreciate it. You know, it's, it's really been a lifesaver and I probably think you don't know how much, but I just want you to know that and to the community that comes on your channel and offers their experience that's really valuable to so many people. Yeah, yeah, no, I really appreciate what you said. And I forgot to say that I meant to say this in the beginning, but I really appreciate you being here and everybody else who comes comes on to share. So let's conclude there again, Ryan, super nice being meeting and being in touch. All right, thanks. Take care. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com. You'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.